Uh, would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, open our hearts, open our minds, for we are eager to hear your voice this morning, to hear a word from you, and may what we receive be blessed and transform our lives with your grace. In Christ's name we pray, amen. So last week, if you were here worshiping with us or online, you heard Ian name one of the dilemmas of being a lectionary preacher. When the assigned text for the day is somewhat challenging or embarrassing or just downright infuriating, And last week, Ian offered a really beautiful reflection on such a scriptural text. Well, this week's lectionary has such phrases as swords raging in cities, fornication and impurity, wrath, malice, slander, and dividing of inheritances. So let's just say Ian is a more skillful preacher than I, and we won't be reading the lectionary texts this morning. <laughs> Instead, we, we read the passage of Doubting Thomas. So I've been thinking, since it's summertime, I've been thinking about swimming and swimming pools. I grew up with a swimming pool in my backyard, and so I've been recalling these memories from my childhood of swimming in the pool. Our house, in many ways, was a gathering place for impromptu swim parties. And one of my friends in the neighborhood, Michael, always wore a t-shirt when he went swimming in our pool. And when we asked him why it is that he always wears a t-shirt, he said his mother was afraid he was going to get a sunburn and so made him wear a t-shirt. And then one day, a few weeks later, I accidentally walked into the bathroom where Michael was getting changed, and I saw why he wore a t-shirt in the pool. He had third-degree scars all down his chest, and he told me the story about why these scars led him to wear a t-shirt. And how he was a small child, he tipped a pot of boiling water onto his chest. He was ashamed of those scars. Well, being seven, I immediately showed him my scars. A scar I had on this knee and up here on this forehead and a scar on this elbow and several on the other knee. And there on the floor in the bathroom... Michael and I experienced this kind of intimacy that we never had. This mutual vulnerability. And though my scars were not as severe as Michael's, here we had this moment of connection. Scars. 
Scars are part of the human experience. They're part of everyday life. And if I would be so bold, I might claim this morning that we all have scars of one kind or another. Physical scars or emotional scars, psychological or relational or spiritual scars. And how powerful it is then when we read the gospel text this morning with Jesus presenting his hands and his side to Thomas, showing them his scars. Now, I don't know about you, but I am pretty good at hiding my scars. Oftentimes, many of us put on a calm, cool face in front of others. We act as if we have it all put together. I can handle it. Thank you very much. My life is all put together nicely with a little bow. When inside, we're struggling, or we're grieving, or we're hurting, or perhaps we're just falling apart. We keep silent that our partner is leaving us, or we hide the fact that we stay up all night long worrying about our children, or we don't share with others that our business is failing and we're on the brink of bankruptcy. Life seems to be sending us hurdle after hurdle after hurdle, and yet we act as if everything is a-okay. Indeed, I might suggest this morning that each of us carry our own trauma of different kinds, of course. Trauma from decades ago or trauma from just living through the last two and a half years. I can't think of anyone who doesn't struggle with the painful realities of healing from trauma, who don't carry around their scars like Michael and hide them under a t-shirt. And perhaps, perhaps that's why I find it so powerful when we do share our scars with one another, not only because I think it testifies to the fact that we all have them, but more importantly, that our scars are testimonies to the power of healing, individual healing from individual trauma, but communal healing from communal trauma. Like Michael and me, Sharing our scars with one another has a powerful way of bringing us together by being vulnerable with one another, finding solidarity and strength and resiliency in the mutuality of our sharing. What did Jesus do when he entered that room with the disciples? He showed them his scars and said, peace be with you. He became vulnerable, the risen Christ showing his scars, his imperfection, his healed trauma to Thomas, to the disciples, and to us.
Nancy Eastland was a professor at Candler School of Theology for most of her career. She wrote a really powerful book entitled The Disabled God. And she challenges us in this text to imagine God in this new way. She writes, In the resurrected Jesus Christ, the disciples saw the disabled God who embodied both impaired hands and feet and pierced side. And there is the imago dei, the image of God. There, she says, is the resurrected Christ making good on the promise that God will be with us, embodied just as we are with all our imperfections and impairments. What an image. What an image. God impaired, imperfect, my Savior, the scarred God. Here we can recognize in the marks of impairment of the resurrected Christ, our own connection to the divine, our own salvation. Here we recognize the power of divine vulnerability, the risen Christ disclosing his scars to us, inviting us to affirm and celebrate our own imperfections and impairments, and then empowering us with courage to go out to share the marks of painful living with one another as a testimony to hope in a hurting world. Perhaps you're familiar with Carl Jung's archetype of the wounded healer, who discussed the importance of physicians being in touch with their own woundedness as they offer care to those who are wounded, their patients. And many theorists in the healing professions, including Christian ministry, have used this metaphor of the wounded healer generously. And in many ways, I would affirm this idea that as a community of care, we can be aware of our own woundedness as we offer care to those who are navigating their wounds. And yet, I might suggest this morning that there's a difference between wounds and scars. A difference between being a wounded healer and a scarred healer. Wounds rightly require care and compassion and support and rehabilitation. But scars, by contrast, scars testify to healing to the power of the body or the mind or the psyche to navigate the trauma, to grieve what was lost, and then to integrate the new reality of life and to serve others out of our own healed wounds, which are our scars. Our theologian in residence, Nadia Boltz-Weber, has cautioned preachers who are self-disclosive in their preaching and teaching to make sure you're sharing from your scars, not from your festering wounds. 
And in some ways, I think this is wise counsel for those of us in the business of congregational life. What would it be like for us to share from our healed scars more than from our open wounds? What would it look like for us to be a community that shared with one another how we've come through the pain and the sorrow or the trauma and we're still here. We're alive and kicking. We're impacted, yes. We are marked and changed, yes. And yet we are resilient and hopeful and people who are alive. Perhaps this is what it means to be resurrection people to proclaim that ultimately life overcomes death, that hope ultimately overcomes despair, and that scars ultimately overcome our wounds. And yes, of course, easier said than done, for sure. While serving as a chaplain in a burn rehab, hospital, I became acutely aware of the social stigma and the repulsion experienced by firefighters whose scars leave them disfigured and displaced by others. Or mastectomy survivors who grieve the deeply personal symbolism of their scars and who still navigate the normative gaze of beauty and normalcy in our society. And here, more than a mere metaphor, scars can be places of continued deep and personal social pain despite the physical healing. And so all the more reason, I think, all the more reason why we as a community can be a radically inclusive place where our scars are not hidden or shamed or repulsed, but they are welcomed, accepted, and embraced as testimonies of the healing power of the Spirit of Christ. The healing power of the Spirit of Christ. So my friends, what are the scars that you are afraid to reveal? What is the testimony that you carry about overcoming pain or sorrow or trauma towards resilience and life? And where might God be calling you to share those stories of resiliency with others who need to hear your story as well? Several weeks after I walked in on Michael in that bathroom, as he was getting ready to swim, he came over to yet another impromptu swim party. And this time, Michael jumped into the pool without his t-shirt. 
And when asked where his t-shirt was, Michael explained that his mother finally realized there was something called sunscreen. Isn't that great? May we be a community where we too can have the courage to jump into the pool, to resurrect our scars, and to be a community of hope. May it be so. Amen.